0: What is going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another live episode of the Ready Gold Standard podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and as always, I am joined by my co host, Matt Llewellyn. Matt, welcome back. Missed you last episode. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Uh, I figured out I had a last minute scheduling conflict last week. Um, I was able to kind of drop in on the show, and it looked like a lot of fun. So I'm kind of sad that I missed out, but it's great to be back. So I'm very happy to be here. Let's jump right into it.
0: Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, Mike and Wayne, from another Niners, nitty gritty niners talk we're great co-hosts filling in for us last week go subscribe to their channel if you guys haven't um but we're gonna go ahead and get right into this uh thanks for for tuning in hope everybody's having a happy sunday Mm -hmm. uh matt there was a video released of debo samuel i'm gonna pull it up and it was him working on his footwork um the sf niners tweeted it out and i have it here i'm gonna share my screen and he was actually working out with former wide receiver or 49ers receiver excuse me Emmanuel Sanders so that friendship obviously is still there and it's great to see uh but I wanted to share you this video of them training and get your thoughts if you could see anything regarding their Debo's footwork or if he looks any lighter so this is Emmanuel Sanders as you can see and then here's Debo comes up on it it's not much to go off of but
1: yeah I I mean at least he's working out (laughs) (laughs) he still still looks real thick and maybe that's just him um and again this is like yeah Debo was never meant to be the most fleet-footed guy anyway um he still looks thick I don't know necessarily in a bad way um but you know it's hard to tell it looks like he's doing some stuff
0: this is from coach yak
1: yeah. He, he's just a thick dude. I think that's what it is. But as long as he can keep, you know, this type of stuff is good. That means he's going to go into training camp, having been making sharp cuts, explosive movements. So hopefully he can stay healthy and avoid the hamstring issue that he had last year. Um, you know, it's really good to see that he's working out this hard in the off season and making those, again, those big cuts. Cause that means that he's, you know, he's ready to go and he's going to be day one. he's going to be ready to line up and, Yeah. Get going in training camp. Yeah. he, You know, it it just might be, you know, for me, I looked at him last year when he came back and it looked like he kind of had a gut when he came back from his hamstring injury and he immediately got hurt again. So I think he's just I'm looking at it now. I just think he's a thick dude. So (laughs) Mariah says he's big boned, big boned for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's a
0: great way to put it. Um, I agree. It is just nice to see him getting that work in, and it's also cool to see that friendship that he developed, obviously with Emmanuel Sanders at mentorship. Yeah, it's still there, so that's great. Uh, how's it going, Rolls Royce? Thanks for tuning in. Uh, but I do think that Emmanuel Sanders has been a fantastic wide grab- receiver the last what decade or so in the NFL. So certainly somebody the Debo could use um, to kind of hone their yeah. talent and on.
1: At least a true pro one that's going to teach him how to do things the right way. And I think that that is something that young players, not just Debo, but all over the league, we hear countless stories of, you know, coming out of college, you know, when, and hopefully now that they can you know, make money on the side, they don't have to do this, but college players notoriously come into the NFL with bad eating habits. It's like you're in the dorm, you're getting McDonald's, you're, you know, having some beer, you're not exactly doing right by your body. And you can get away with it for a little bit because you're young, you have the high metabolism. But as you start getting the wear and tear of the NFL life, you know, you got to start taking care of your body. And it's the reason that, you know, Tom Brady can stick around after however many years because he's doing that avocado ice cream stuff. And, you know, you have to invest a lot into your body to get a lot out of it. You know, and we've all been there, right? We've all been like, man. I could drink all night and get no sleep and wake up and go to class. And it was never a problem, you know, and then it's like all of a sudden one day I like sniff a beer and I'm like, I got a hangover already. So we all go through it. It's just part and parcel with life. So if he can hook up with Emmanuel Sanders and really get the A's and, you know, A's and B's down in terms of being a pro, taking care of your body, always keeping your, you know, fitness level up, then that's just going to be a boon for him down the line.
0: Most definitely. Well said. Um, it's funny. I was actually just telling Ash today it's like, and I'm no pro athlete by far, but it's like, it's crazy. Even as you get older, it's like, you really need to refine what you're putting into your body. I was 18, 19. And I was just telling him, like I used to go to seven 11 and get those little taquito rollers and I yeah. can eat 10 of those and go to work. No problem. Like, I think I would probably die if I had one of those Buffalo chicken rollers today. Uh, yeah. By the way, Roll says you haven't added them on PlayStation yet.
1: Dude, I haven't been on PlayStation. I've been so busy uh, with work and with trying to get my advanced degree and all that stuff. So it's been hectic, but I will add you I haven't forgotten. I just haven't been able to do much. So I know I did that one streaming thing. I haven't been able to do any more. I'm planning to coming up if time permits. So just stay tuned for that, especially getting into Madden 22, which looks pretty good. So
0: definitely. Also, notably, you're wearing your new jersey,
1: which looks fantastic. The Fred Warner. The '94 throwbacks got the patch on it, looking good. Nice, they're yeah. nice.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I I haven't uh, gotten mine yet. Hopefully by Tuesday, I really yeah, do hope to get it. I'm home. waiting
1: on the uh, the white. I got a white throwback kittle with the patch on it. That won't be here till August for whatever reason. The the road whites are they're taking longer, I guess. But
0: hmm. well, we'll it's gonna look good either way. Um, moving on, I just gotta just...
1: keep it clean. That's that's a big thing. Me and white, yeah. I almost didn't cuz you know uh, me and white stuff I'm I'm going to spill something on it the first day but <laughs> you know <laughs> how it goes. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I, it's tough man. They're so clean they look fantastic but it's like yeah, you go to a game, somebody bumps into you, whatever. It mm-hmm. it's always bound to happen. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um but I do think though that <laughs> nice rules. Um uh, we've talked about Mohammed Sanu previously. Yeah. And there's been a lot of veterans in the NFL, guys like um, I I know Des Bryant for sure. I've seen a couple other wide receiver veterans that are kind of saying he looks like he's taking his training that he's sharing on social media up to the next level. Do you expect anything from Muhammad Sanu
1: personally? Um, He provides a veteran presence, I think. And, you know, again, it was widely documented last year that when he was cut, um, that, you know, the wide receivers on the team didn't really like that. So he definitely has a veteran presence. What he has left to offer on the field, I'm not sure. Um, He was a high level player for a long time in Cincinnati, but it looks like those days might be, you know, more in the rearview mirror. If he can put it together for another year, I mean, wide receiver three is wide open on this team, so nobody's really entrenched there yet. We don't know where we're going to get from Jalen Hurd. We don't know if Jawan Jennings has become any less lead footed than he was before. Um, Initial reports are maybe, but you know, you can't really count on that if Sanu can come in in shape you know free of any nagging old injuries that he might have had you know if he can bolster up for one more season the job could be his to take so it'd be nice because you know that those veteran presence presences just help players like Ayuk and Debo grow into their lead positions so you know it's one of those things where again what can you get out of him if you can get something good out of him, then you know he'll make the team. If not, then he won't. But uh, you know, it, it's important. I think that somebody takes charge in the wide receiver three battle because the depth there just doesn't look the best.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, he's got the veteran presence, like you said. He certainly knows the system. He's been with uh, Kyle Shanahan before. I believe they were in Atlanta together um and you know he he got off to a really quick start when the Patriots acquired him via trade I I totally remember that when the 49ers traded for Emmanuel Sanders and the Patriots traded for Mohamed Sanu it was like that arms race at the time where they were both trying to compete um I think they were the last two undefeated teams if I remember correctly when that happened um but he got off 10 catches 81 yards we're gonna stats here and a touchdown in the second game with the pats and then he sprained his ankle returning a punt and that didn't really go anywhere for the rest of his time with the Patriots. And then they ended up releasing him, I believe, the following offseason. Yeah. I don't expect much from Mohammed Sanu, but at the same time, I'm hoping for a lot, if that makes sense. Like my expectations are low. I'm not expecting him to, to automatically make the roster land as a third wide receiver and go for like 400 yards. I don't think that's going to be the case, but I wouldn't be surprised right. if that did happen at the same time, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think we're on the same page there. It's like, I'm not, I don't, you know it'll be a pleasant surprise right it's one of the situations where okay what's he got he's in camp let's see what he's got and then all of a sudden you know if he does something you're like oh okay well there might be something there but you know obviously if it went the other way and he didn't provide any spark whatsoever and he got cut none of us would be surprised either so again somebody just needs to step up into that wide receiver three role i think it's critical that the 49ers have that weapon there um and you know 17 games there's a lot of football to go around so yeah there's potential there for somebody to, you know, have a big role.
0: Exactly. Uh, Moving on, just a quick shout out. Happy birthday to 49ers legendary running back. Our belated birthday was yesterday to Roger Craig and current wide receiver, Jawan Jennings. It's criminal that Roger Craig is not in the Hall of Fame yet. Do you think he makes it in soon?
1: Probably not. I mean, they drag their feet on everything. Um, It'll be something like 15 years from now. They're like, ah, we finally got around to Roger Craig. I mean, it took him forever to get to, you know, players like Art Monk and, you know, people of that ilk. It's just like the Hall of Fame is more about the splashiest players get in first. And then you get those guys that, you know, have the resume or contributed something significant to the game. Um, and they get to those guys later. So Roger Craig yeah. definitely made an impression on the sport as the first as far as I can remember, the first real dual threat in terms of running and receiving. So, uh, you know, to me, he deserves to, to make it, but time will tell.
0: Yeah, um, I believe he was the first thousand thousand, right? Thousand yeah. rushing thousand. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, hopefully he gets in soon. Um, and on the flip side, Juwan Jennings, do you expect anything from Juwan Jennings this year?
1: Um, it's tough to tell, you know, I really need to see him out there um, beyond just OTAs. I want to see what his footwork looks like. And if he has increased that agility, agility training is definitely a real thing. There are ways that you can become a little more nimble. Now the degree to which you can do that is up in the air. No no one really knows, but if he can turn into at least a somewhat decent route runner rather than, you know, again, just a lead foot guy who's just a big body, then we'll see if not. I think the team should really look into maybe transitioning him to being a tight end because he does have catching skills, but You know, you need to have. If you're going to be a wide receiver, you need to have quicker feet than what Jennings has showed. So, once we get to camp, it'll be a better indication of where he's at, what steps he's taken, and if he can really make an impact on the 49ers. If not, yeah. again, transition tight end might make sense.
0: I'm looking at his stats here: six three. The 49ers have him listed at six three two twelve. He's a big target. He's a big guy. I could totally see that transition if he's not able to. Uh, progress at the wide receiver position. But like you've said, we've all said the opportunity is there. The 49ers are begging one of these young guys to come and take this third spot. Hopefully they do. Just um, yeah. Frank, how about coming here from rules? Does Frank Gore make it first ballot?
1: I don't think so. I don't think so because I think he's going to be penalized for the longevity aspect of it. Like, yes, he's, I think he's what, third all time rushing now? Uh huh. But he's also been playing since like 1850. So I love Frank Gore to death. Like I absolutely love Frank Gore, but he doesn't pop off the page. as like a hall of famer. You know what I mean? He will be a hall of famer because the resume is there, but I don't think, I don't think that he's going to make it first ballot because the committee and the voters are going to be like, well, he played for 20 years. So of course his numbers look really good, you know? Yeah. Because again, it's one of those things, you know, did you make a stark impact on the game? And Frank Gore is a good running back, but was he ever considered like the best running back? And the, the answer to that honestly is no, even though we love him. And even though he's a 49ers legend, I don't think you would ever consider him a top five running back in the league. All right, all right wait.
0: I'm going to pause you right there. Cause we're sure. going to play a game later and Frank Gore is involved. I don't want you to spill too much of your info okay. on this. Uh, Mike, shout out to Mike. If Sanu makes this roster and is a contributor, doesn't it mean that the team took a step backwards from last season? He was cut multiple times and didn't have any or many catches at all.
1: Yeah, I kind of think that's the case. And I think that the wide receiver position did take a step back. You know, you're relying on Jalen Hurd, who has been unable to stay healthy, Juwan Jennings, who you obviously think has you know, slow feet or whatever. Mohamed Sanu, who, again, as Mike said, has been cut multiple times. And then Richie James, the king of missed opportunities, who's like, everybody's like, give him an opportunity and he'll do well for one game and then disappears the next game or he'll have a fumble in a critical moment or, you know, he'll never be able to return a kick properly. You know, we, we know that for a fact. So, yeah, I mean, you lose. Obviously, Dante Pettis is no big loss, but still that was second round capital that you put in position. Kendrick Bourne, who was a contributor on this team, got overpaid to go somewhere else. So you lose him, Um, you know, just there was loss upon loss and there were avenues to kind of fulfill the position. But even in the draft, I mean, they went two running backs in the draft um, when there were decent wide receivers on the board and didn't do anything about wide receiver until they brought in uh, Austin Watkins as an undrafted guy. So, you know, th- this is, again, I've said it all offseason, wide receiver three and beyond is the biggest question mark on this team. Um, it, it has the potential to be disastrous if either Ayuk or Debo go down for any, you know, meaningful length of time.
0: I totally agree. Um, and, it, I mean, you you mentioned Kendrick Bourne leaving. So, technically, a spot did open up for a guy like Mohamed Tanu. But at the same time, you have guys going into their second, third year who – if the trajectory yeah. I, th- I think
1: that Mike's point though, and one that I agree with was you lose Bourne, and yeah, that creates an opportunity for Sanu, but if Sanu was actually better than Kendrick Bourne, he would have played over Bourne last year rather than getting cut. So yeah, the opportunity's there, but you're the opportunity's there because a better player left, not because this guy won the job outright.
0: No, I yeah, I agree with that with that premise. I'm just saying, like now that Bourne's gone, is Sanu better than who's left? And I think that's the question. And these guys, most of them have been on the roster since last year. Yeah. So I agree with Mike's take that technically it would mean the wide receiver group took a step back. Because now who's left, the guy who you cut to keep these guys, is coming back yeah. to replace those guys. It's a, yeah, it's a circle. Um, let's see, there was a comment here I wanted to get. I saw somebody talked about, oh, here we go. Rose Rice again. Matt, what's your take mm-hmm. on losing Spoon? Me and Mike disagree that he was really good. I don't really think that, he's that good. good.
1: I don't really think he's that good at his best. He's probably good, but the inconsistency in the mental game is where he falls apart. You know, he'll play really well and then something will go against him and then something else will go against him and it just snowballs and he gets inside his own head. So he was never that consistent guy. And I know that's Mike's boy, but for me, nah, I mean, it, the proof's in the pudding that he got a one-year deal with Seattle who will take any 49ers cast off. They possibly can. So, no, I, I mean, agree. if he was good, somebody would have paid him.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that spoon. He was like 85% cold, 15% hot. I don't think they're going to miss that production.
1: And that 15% was such a tease, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why people, I think that like, again, you know, Kali saying it, it's her job to lose. I mean, people are still so caught up on that preseason game and how exciting he was in that preseason game. Fact of the matter is he's had a major back injury and an ACL tear. What can we really expect out of a guy? not to mention that when he was in college he was transitioning to wide receiver. So he's not even naturally a wide receiver and he hasn't had the time to develop. What are we really looking at in terms of what he's going to produce for the team? I think expectations need to be tempered there because as of right now we just have that little snippet that we got in the preseason against the Cowboys in what 2018 mm-hmm. 2019 whatever 20. it was. So yeah. I'm I'm not, so, I'm not yeah. you know, I'm not really Wide receiver three is a big question mark for me and a big concern.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And it's it's tough because what they saw from Herd, what we all saw from Hurd was fantastic and stuff that the 49ers desperately needed. They threw a goal line fade and he caught it. Like that's like such a right that never of happens for the 49ers offense. But like you said, it's a tease because yeah. in preseason will he be able to do that in real football time. Can he still do it after the significant injuries you've listed? It's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Um Tommy Huxley's having a little fun here talking baseball. Giants over Nadres.
1: <laughs> hey, you know what? They're they're ahead of us in the standing, so I can't really I can't really argue that point right now.
0: Rolls <laughs> well, people leaving about Bourne, cracked me up. People worried about Bourne leaving, excuse me, cracked me up, the man will not be missed.
1: I think it'd be surprised. I think you'd be surprised. Yeah. That he yeah. was he was one of those guys that you know, yeah, he had some drops, but more often than not, he was consistently there to, you know, help out on those, those chain moving situations. So, you know, yeah. it could be, I, it could be bad if nobody steps up to take a spot.
0: I agree. Um, there was an article done. I'm trying to pull it up. There was a good amount of his, I think Niners Wire has it here. Um, and this is by Kyle Madsen. Shout out to Kyle. He was here. So this is back in 20- uh, t- last season, 2020, so I think it's talking about the 2019 season, he caught 30 passes that year. 23 of them went for first downs. Five of them went for touchdowns. Um, yeah. He just he either moved the chains or he scored. He caught touchdowns. He was a big red zone threat. I think in 2019, he led the Niners in touchdown uh, receptions. It's a He's a target, and he was reliable when you needed somebody to be there. I think that will be missed because now you go to – Ayuk and Debo, who are extremely talented, but have they proven to be the guy that you can go to in a goal-line scenario, in a 3rd-and-13 scenario when you got to score on this drive? That remains to be seen. Um, they at least haven't done it as consistently as Bourne did, even though he didn't have a major role stat-wise. He was a positional player. Excuse me. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess positional player. You could say that. Uh, a role player, and he right. came through when the Niners needed him.
1: Yeah. And you know, he was one of the better receivers on the 49ers last year with all those injuries. So, yep. Um, you know, they there. I, I don't know. I think that one of the best, one of the things that we always talk about, um, and especially with this offseason is the you know, the health of the players, right? And 49ers went out of their way to try to say, hey, we're going to pick people with you know, better cleaner injury histories to kind of draft and bring in and stuff. And then Kendrick Bourne, who doesn't get hurt or miss time is the one guy they let walk out the door. Now, of course they had to do that simply because the Patriots, I mean, honestly overpaid for him. (laughs) So they weren't going to, you know, they couldn't keep up with that. So that's, that's why he's gone. Not because they didn't want to keep him. The market dictated that he had to leave. Yeah, no,
0: there was no way. Unfortunately they could afford to keep him uh, with what the Patriots paid. Um, it was just way too much. Going through some of the comments here. Yeah. First of all, Mariah, totally agree with this. Back injuries are no joke. That's a hard thing to come back from, especially playing football. I mean, they were, he didn't fly. If I remember Peter King's article report that came out, he didn't even fly with the team to the Super Bowl, right? Because they were concerned. Either he didn't fly or he almost didn't fly. I forget what the exact story was. They were very concerned about his back. And that's something very serious. Uh, Steve, wide receiver through Olympia, an issue of Debo. If I or Kittle miss time, wide receiver three is more like the fifth option on pass plays.
1: But uh. that's the thing, though, right? We always talk about that is the injuries, you know. So to just say wide receiver three will only be an issue if people get hurt. I mean, what have we been dealing with the last few years is a ton of injuries. So <laughs> yeah. why would kind of that position? Yeah. And you know, maybe maybe some veteran wide receiver gets cut, you know. Or and we can pick them up or something like that. But I think that's a kind of a gamble, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh Rolls Royce Matt. He literally had three catches for 30 yards, not hard to replace. KB is replaceable. I wouldn't count any statistics last year. Three season. wait,
1: three catches for 30 yards? When? Yeah. Kendrick I don't know. Bourne. Kendrick Bourne had 49 catches last year for 667 yards. So I don't know what you're talking about with that.
0: Maybe there was maybe there's a typo. I don't uh, know. multiple typos. KB never missed a game either. He was a solid red zone target. That's correct. And that,
1: yeah, and that's what we're talking about with the injuries. Yeah. Why, you know, yeah. if the market didn't dictate him leaving, then he would have stayed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh n- no, no. Shout out to the Beniners. No No yeah. over here. We love those guys. Thank you for no, the we, super chat. We retro. love those guys. And it's you know all what?
1: They helped out. They helped out. They saved my bacon last week with that scheduling. That scheduling conflict, you know, Mike and Wayne came in here and held it down, so I appreciate that very much.
0: Yeah, no, they're all good dudes. Uh, Steve KB will definitely be missed on and off the field. Yeah, the presence I think can't be understated. That swag, that presence, that energy that he brought. The team needs. I don't know. I
1: don't know about that. I just liked watching. Like he he was like a hustler in the off season. Like he worked out all the time, just posting workout videos. And I think that he'd like dragged a lot of guys with him. Yeah. Like hey, come work out. Hey, come work out. And then you know that kind of gets the ball rolling. So. Yep. Yeah. Thank
0: you, Melissa. Appreciate the love. Uh roles, you guys are tripping over. Th- I don't think we're tripping. We're just discussing the importance that of the role that KB had on right. this team. Yeah.
1: Right. Because D- if Debo Samuel pulls another hammy, all of a sudden wide receiver three is wide receiver two and he's starting and he's on that opposite side. And exactly. if he's n- if he can't hold it down and be valuable for that team, guess who's getting double teamed? Wide receiver one or George Kittle the whole time. Now all of a sudden you have a backlog. In terms of who's not getting open and that like completely drags down your offense so it does matter especially like it's not like we're talking wide receiver four or five or something like that right we're talking wide receiver three i mean a lot of teams run consistently run three wide receiver sets so that wide receiver three needs to be out on the field a lot and if that's the case they need to be productive
0: yeah it's almost like sixth man in basketball it's important because it's the first guy outside of your starters And just like you said, you know, they run triple sets wide receivers. They're on the field a lot more than you would think. Uh, Comment from Mike, I get why fans dislike certain players. They're complaining about wide receiver nine elevating to wide receiver three and becoming the only consistent wide receiver on the team. Then they diminish his contributions.
1: Yeah. I mean, people love to build people up just to tear them down. That's definitely something that happens.
0: Okay, this is definitely talking about Spoon. If you're making 50-plus-yard yard, fifty plus yard catches, you're a place-wide receiver. If you're only getting seven picks a season, you are a bad corner.
1: It's, it's not that. It's just that how many times have we seen the sequence of events where it's like Spoon makes a good play, but it's called for, like, holding, and then the next play he gets a P.I., and then because he's so scared of getting the penalty, he gives up a touchdown. I've seen that more than once. So it's one of those things where he definitely gets inside of his own head. That's yeah. just – that's that's how it is.
0: It's true, and it's unfortunate, but that is exactly how it worked,
1: how it went down. Um,
0: moving on here. All right, we're going to go back to the, the outline. I'll go to these comments a little later. Sure. Pete, Pro Football Focus recently came out with their rankings and – excuse me, for the rankings for who they think will win the NFC West this offseason mm-hmm. or this next season, excuse me, and their results were a little interesting Uh, Shout out to 49 Sports Talk. They tweeted this. NFC West Prediction, Anthony Treyish has the Rams. PFF Sam has Seahawks. PFF Steve has the Rams. And PFF Brad also has the Rams. Three out of four Rams. And the last one,
1: Seahawks. What do you make of this? That's fine. I think that people are looking at the Matthew Stafford edition and automatically uh, giving the Rams, you know, elevating them a lot. But I think that the Rams defense is set for, for a fall you know they were really good defense last year but now they've lost a couple pieces um you know Aaron Donald has been consistently consistently great and consistently available but you know he's a small guy at a physical position you know anything can happen if Aaron Donald goes down that defense is going to is going to suffer um it's easy to say that the rams are the best in the division um looking at it you know they they did well last year with Jared Goff and now they upgraded the position so You know, the 49ers flying under the radar is perfectly fine with me at this point in time.
0: That's the best way to put it, flying under the radar. Um, It's almost like that 28 season going into the 2019 season. Mm -hmm. Everybody was counting them out, even though they forgot that they were looking good up until Jimmy got injured. And then they got uh, Nick Bosa out of it with the injury. They got the second overall pick. That kind of reminds me about how it is this year. Obviously, there's a lot more eyes on the 49ers. They drafted a quarterback. Um, people, it's a really flashy pick. So, the NFL, all of these analysts and fans are kind of paying attention to them, and they already know what the Niners are capable of when healthy. But I do think that they are flying under the radar, and I I actually think PFF is justified in these predictions just based off the fact that the 49ers haven't proved to be able to do it consistently, and the Rams and the Seahawks have been at least above average for the last couple of years yeah. consistently. And like you said, the addition of Matt Stafford is significant. So,
1: and, and that's fine. That's fine. Um, I want to address roles here. Cause he's, he's kind of contradicting himself. Is it this so says Debo and BA and Kittle will hold it down that he's not worried. But then his next comment is that we need to stop being in love with players and worry about the team. And I think having depth at the wide receiver position and making sure wide receiver three is locked up is worrying about the team because if there is an injury, You know, the only thing Debo held down last year was his hamstring. (laughs) Sorry, he had he had 330 yards receiving. Yeah. He wasn't available. He played seven games last year. If you don't think that you need to take into account a wide receiver three, come on, man. It doesn't matter. I don't care who the player is. I just want a wide receiver three that's, you know, consistent.
0: I agree with that last point specifically. It's not that it's Kendrick Bourne that we're missing. It's right. the fact that the it could be any no-name player with those statistics, and we would both agree that that loss is now significant and needs to be replaced. Um, so I do think that that's – he says uh, 2020 is going to ha- not going to happen again. It's not. There's no way to prove that.
1: You don't know. You don't know. How many years in a row did the Chargers get decimated by injuries? They were on paper the best team in the AFC West, and then year after year they got injured. Why don't you ask Derwin James if he's repeating season-ending injuries? You don't know. No, that's
0: true. Uh, Mariah says they didn't think we'd be shit in 2019 either. Exactly. Uh, Seahawks ain't doing it nothing this year.
1: As long as they have Russell Wilson, they're good for at least eight or nine wins a year. And now probably like nine or ten since it's a 17-game schedule. Yeah.
0: Matthew Stafford isn't going to make them deadly, just like Russ can't make up for no O-line.
1: I don't know. Those receivers there are good.
0: Yeah, it's a good trio now.
1: Like, you go from Jared Goff, who misses some really easy throws, to Matthew Stafford, who was criminally underrated in Detroit. People sleep on Stafford because he was in Detroit, and Detroit sucks, but that's like an organizational issue. I think that Stafford is going to make that offense significantly better. I'm more down on the defense than I am on their offense. I think their offense is going to be good. They still have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. You know, they've got plenty of weapons there for him, so... Yeah,
0: I totally agree. Um, Matt Stafford makes the Rams a lot better. Uh, Roller says Rams and Niners will fight for the West this year. I could certainly see it.
1: That, I, that's like I Rams Niners at the top, followed by the Seahawks, and then Arizona. I just don't believe in Arizona.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Preach, Matt. Uh, we read this. Melissa says, yeah, Matt. Yes, I missed Matt. Ra- ah, excuse me. Matt takes, brava, Matt. Mini rant. Wow, I messed yeah, that completely I just, up.
1: you know. Reading's hard, dude. <laughs> I'm not sold on the ramps,
0: to be honest. I'm concerned about the Cardinals.
1: <laughs> I'm not worried about the Cardinals. Kyler Murray has to show me that he's consistent. Yeah. And he's just not consistent. And then you have that defense. Like, their big addition to the defense was, like, J.J. Watt, who, again, off-injured, very, you know, whatever. Yeah. They lose yeah. Patrick Peterson, who, again, was in decline. That's fine. But yeah. I don't know. As long as Buda Baker doesn't go after George Kittle's knee again this year.
0: Yeah. Also, right. um, wasn't their first round pick this year arrested already? If I remember correctly, the Ram, uh the Cardinals, excuse me?
1: I guess. I don't I I don't remember that.
0: Let me see if I could find it. Um, there's a comment here from Roll saying that the the one thing that we're talking about is KB's
1: swag that was just somebody that was was in in one comment somebody to to, somebody said he's going to be missed on and off the field that's when we started talking about that that was just specifically about Kendrick Bourne the player not necessarily like Kendrick Bourne as a person not necessarily Kendrick Bourne as who he contributes as a player yeah
0: yeah and we we were talking about his stats for the majority of this discussion and we brought up swag just one piece which I brought that up Uh, but yeah Cardinals twin round pick Zayvon Collins rookie linebacker uh, was arrested for allegedly driving dangerously. Uh, so,
1: uh, eh, he was probably speeding. Everybody speeds in Arizona, yeah. it's nothing but desert. So, <laughs> it's not like he did anything like super crazy, right?
0: No, no, not at all. Uh, let's see. Tommy Huxley, Kyler Murray, and Cliff Dinglebury equal no playoffs.
1: I think that's something that people don't talk about too. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach. No,
0: he's not ready. JJ is not Aaron Donald. It's sad. That is sad. People believe that
1: he used to be better than Aaron Donald. Yeah. I mean, he's three-time defensive player of the year. He's just – he's injured.
0: He's Yeah. He's on the back end of his career. What's your take on Niners running back death? Is that a worry?
1: I think he's trying to make a point here, but no, it's not a worry. They run real deep in the running back room. Yeah, no, Um, I agree. Wide receiver's a a worry because last year we ran out River Craycraft. Yeah. And
0: not only that, but the injuries that happened to the wide receiver core – was significant. A lot of these guys, you, you just said, how many games did Debo play? Seven, Seven. games? Yeah, that's less than half. It, right. It, it's tough.
1: And two of those games he left with the injury.
0: Yeah. So if you he can't start the games the game you're starting,
1: yeah. it's
0: tough. And wide receiver is the, – the the amount of people that are at running back that can contribute is way more than at wide
1: receiver. That's just – And this is like an old – this goes back to the old axiom that you know we've all heard throughout our life you hope for the best, but you prepare for the worst. And I just don't feel like the 49ers prepared to deal with any injuries at the wide receiver spot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Kittle Warner, tons of hype swag, man, on both sides. The night of yet. That's, that's the benefit of having a young team. Uh, do you guys, did you guys hear about Clark KC? He's going to prison karma. No, I haven't heard about it. Uh, it was, he, it was earlier charges. Um, that he finally got, I think he went to court on, but uh, he was charged with felony possession of an assault weapon. And it was a really big deal with mm, all okay. of that. But yeah, gotcha. uh, for empire, not going to lie. I love this channel. You guys keep it real. Not saying opinion, speaking facts. Thank you for the love.
1: We appreciate it. Appreciate it.
0: So don't worry about running back, but worry about wide receiver. I give up.
1: I can't make this any possibly clearer. The 49ers have talent at the running back position. That position runs super deep. The position, the wide receiver talent does not run as deep. You can't look at that roster and say that the wide receiver group is just as deep as the running back group because it's just factually incorrect. So, I mean, you were talking about Jeff Wilson Jr. potentially being your fourth running back anyway, right? And people yeah. like Jeff Wilson Jr. You know, you're looking at Mostert, you're looking at Sermon, you're looking at Gallman. That's your top three, right? And, you know, yeah. To me, it's it's not even. And by the way, you only have typically one running back out on the field. How many wide receivers do you have? Like I said, the teams run three wide receiver sets all the time. Empty sets, five wide receivers. So yep. the necessity for more wide receivers is important. So no. Nah. Sorry, man, you're a little off on that one. Not only
0: that, but they drafted two two running backs this year right. and signed some undrafted free agents for running backs. Um, they didn't draft a wide receiver for the first time in however many years it's been for the 49ers. So it is tough. And the, the, the people that are returning from last year are either unproven, often injured, and you take away the top two options. It's a lot of question marks. Right. And I think that's what we're saying here. Not that we're not completely worried about the depth of running back at all. Right. It's just weighing the volume, weighing the importance here. Wide receiver and we're, more we're
1: hoping for health. We're hoping for health, but yeah again it's about being prepared for an injury or two and okay. that where where you have that guy so
0: okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna address this and we're gonna leave this alone with the wide receiver running back mm-hmm. Mostert injuries Wilson jr inundated but we got plenty of death love you guys so take away mostert and Wilson you still have sermon Goldman um the other running uh undre forridges I'm losing my yeah, six memories
1: Elijah Elijah mitchell and yep. then they,
0: they assigned a couple guys and then if you take away guy.
1: To Michael Hasty,
0: Michael Hasty. If you take away on the flip side, Debo and Ayuk, what do
1: you? Are you, left are you as?
0: Yeah, are you as comfortable with who you are left with at the running back? I don't. I don't. I'm not as comfortable if you take away,
1: right?
0: You know those two versus the two top running backs. Right. So yeah, uh, Steve said it here. Yeah, Mostert, Sermon, Goldman, Mitchell, Hasty, Wilson, looks deep to me. Yep. Well said. Um, let's see. First gig since February 20 last night.
1: Congratulations. Congrats. Congratulations. Hope That's it went awesome. well.
0: Yeah. uh Sermon and Elijah. Can't wait to see i make preseason. Must see. Yeah. I'm really excited.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping. I don't know how NFL Sunday Ticket does it. I think it's if I get Game Pass, I can rewatch. I don't, I, or is you watch preseason games live or something. I don't know. Whatever it is, I'm going to do it because I need to. I need to be on track with the with the happenings during the preseason, M- mainly because I want to watch Trey Lance play.
0: Are they not broadcast on there?
1: Um, I don't live. Well, I don't live in the Bay Area, so I wouldn't get it on local. I think uh-huh. if you get Sunday ticket with Game Pass, you can watch preseason games live through Game Pass.
0: I think so. Yeah, I think so.
1: And even if I happen to miss one, you could re- you watch the replay on Game Pass. So,
0: yeah uh 49 empire we need help with wide receiver and possibly another tight end i'll probably get booed for saying that but we need to get kittle and dwelly help
1: yeah i think wide receiver is the bigger concern um tight end definitely um they have some players there that you'd like to see step up obviously kittle and dwelly are going to be like the starters but uh warner is there for blocking purposes um you know for like a tight end three or four i think you can you can probably find somebody on the free agent wire to kind of do what you need to do. That's not as much to me. I think actually wide receiver three and then linebacker three are the bigger issues. So um, I think as it stands right now, Nzocha and Alshair like three and four on the, on the linebacker depth chart. So uh, maybe that just speaks to what D'Amico Ryans is going to do defensively in terms of maybe he's going to run, you know, more nickel coverage, but who knows?
0: Yeah. Um all right moving back on there were a couple of tweets from infamous 49ers reporter Grant Cone and he was naming a bunch of uh prominent 49ers in the in the past that have said he said should be in the 49ers Hall of Fame. Do you agree with him that Navarro Bowman and Justin Smith should already be in the 49ers Hall of Fame?
1: Um I don't think Bowman can go in before Willis because Okay. So I'm going to get flamed for this, I'm sure. But my opinion was that Navarro Bowman would not be nearly the player that he was if Patrick Willis didn't play beside him. I think that Willis took a lot of pressure off of Bowman. And I know he had that injury in the NFC Championship game, and he was never the same after that. Cheers to Mike, by the way. Uh, But the fact of the matter remains that I never saw a Bowman at an elite level without Patrick Willis beside him. So I don't think, again, does he deserve to make it? Absolutely. Does Cowboy Justin Smith deserve to make it? Absolutely. But I don't think that Bowman especially could make it before Willis. Hmm. who I, I think Patrick Willis was like the best linebacker in the league when he played, like for free.
0: Yeah. Um, do you agree with that, to take that Navarro? But while they were both there together, there was a small period of time that Navarro Bowman was better than Patrick Willis?
1: No? Never. No? Never. No. Okay. Never, never. It's Listen, it's easy to have. He might have had better statistics, but he was never better than Patrick Willis. The that's only fair. time he looked better than Patrick Willis was because Patrick Willis, Patrick Willis had his career essentially on a bad foot from day one, and his foot was never that yeah. great. Yeah. And he was still able. So when Patrick Willis had banged up with little bitty injuries, that's when Navarro Bowman looked like he might have been better, but he was never better than Patrick Willis. And I'll die on that hill all day long.
0: That's fair. I love it. Uh, Mike, is there something you guys want to discuss? Are you afraid or think it will be bad to discuss team-related, of course? Any hot takes? Um,
1: No, I'm not afraid to talk about anything on the team in terms of, like, what's going on with the team. The only things on here that I don't like to talk about are, like, legal situations, which we don't really have right now. Um, And I don't like getting into you know grant Cohn said this or this guy said that or like whatever right and just like completely dunking on other 49er personalities on on twitter or whatever just for the sake of doing it i just don't think it's now if somebody does something egregious we can talk about it if somebody has like a ridiculous you know like uh you know, Mike, you, Mike, and Wayne talked about it last week when Grand Cohn act- absolutely dunked on Kyle Shanahan and then gave this tepid apology. That's something definitely you want to discuss and call out or whatever. But if somebody has, like, a weird take or something, I'm, you know, I'm not really about destroying that person. Um, we all know how I feel about people dislocating their shoulders to pat themselves on the back. That's never going to change. We can always talk about that. But, no, I don't think there's much that I'm uh, scared to talk about.
0: Yeah, I mean, likewise – off the top of my head, there's not much. Mike, when you had me on your fantastic show with a bunch of other Fortnite creators, I did talk about um, it's a t- nav- uh, excuse me tricky situation to navigate when you're going, like Matt said, legal situations, uh, mm-hmm. allegations of serious crimes. That is tricky, but there's luckily none of that going on right now in the yeah. world
1: of 49ers. That we don't It was particularly hard during the Deshaun Watson thing because a lot of the yeah. team was like, Oh man, we can trade for Deshaun Watson. And so it was kind of relevant to us. But I didn't want to get into like the the danger is if you don't talk about that kind of situation in a completely objective way, it looks like you're taking a side. And that's something that I don't want to do because I obviously I don't know enough about the situation. Yeah.
0: And well said, because that's exactly how I felt about it. Um Let's see. Mike is saying, unfortunately, there was, and it was only because Willis lost a step. I will never forget in 2013 against the Packers, they put Bowman uh, in during nickel instead of Willis. But Bowman was the man 13, 2013. So I think he's saying there was a small period of time that Willis, that Bowman was better than Willis.
1: I mean, listen, I mean, and everybody's entitled to their opinion. I'm just saying from my perspective, like Patrick Willis is one of like my all time favorite 49ers. So I'm kind of uh, I'm admittedly biased when I say that Patrick Willis is like, you know, is the guy. So, you know, uh, again, one of my favorite players ever.
0: For our empire says we had four great linebackers, but they're rarely talked about from other fan bases. We had Willis Smith Bowman and Brooks, by the way. That's how I rate them in that order.
1: It's fair um was smith. alden smith though was alden smith really a linebacker were we running three four at that time so maybe he was yeah. like a three four outside backer so okay i guess that i guess that counts yeah. um man shout out to ahmad brooks man he was good too the longevity that you he f- had forget about him he, like, yeah. you forget about brooks but like that, he made all kinds of plays so yep. yeah honestly out of every team that i've probably ever seen in the NFL. I mean, it's between us and maybe the Ravens in terms of like developing linebacker talent. The 49ers have had fantastic linebackers and like all throughout their history. So.
0: Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, there's something that I saw you going back and forth with Mike, not, not, not debating, arguing, but the fact that so many fans want to, trey lance to start week one oh, I Yeah, i was talking
1: you, to mike about this on twitter earlier yeah.
0: yeah yeah i'm gonna ask you do you think that that is mainly because he's the shiny new toy or do you think that's yeah more so because of their lack of faith in jimmy garoppolo
1: i think it's a little bit of both because last year when jimmy struggled immediately the calls came in for let's put in nick mullins nick mullins yeah. would do better that that charge was led by grant Cohn, another one who is fantastic takes but um yeah i just think that i think that the fan base on top of, you know, not having supreme confidence in Jimmy is ready for the shiny new toy. And I was talking to Mike about this on Twitter that, you know, my fear is that the first time Jimmy throws like an even an incomplete pass, the Boo birds will come out and it's just counterproductive. You know, uh, me and Mike are in agreement that there's no rush. If Trey Lance isn't ready, don't throw him out there. You know, yeah. when he's ready, it'll be readily apparent. The players will know. The coaches will know. Everybody will know. So... <laughs>
0: uh mike andrews did you guys see Hardy to get knocked out can't believe you guys get to every comment hell I'm yeah, i did good.
1: hell yeah i did and i enjoyed <laughs> it yeah that is something i will definitely take a stand on it, it, listen if you're putting your hands on females you deserve everything that's coming to you
0: yep well said women and children completely unacceptable um yep. also mike just did the back end of that comment we don't have you know a couple of thousand people tuning in like you guys do another the so it's a little easier for us that's our, our goal
1: that's our yeah. goal though
0: we'll get there one day but we'll as of there. now we're, we're able to get to each comment and we do yeah. appreciate each comment that comes in uh colleague chris borland was a beast as well before he retired because of the concussion issues
1: he retired because of fear of concussions not because mm-hmm. he had a ton of them he just yeah. he he said i don't want to get to 30 or whatever and then you know yeah have issues or whatever but it yeah was- he was really good that year
0: it was a precaution for him to take to retire before he got there. And, you know, hey, I respect anybody putting their health first. Um, you got to yeah. respect the choice.
1: And this was definitely at the time when that uh, when that CTE first started becoming mainstream. So I think that, you know, that really got into a lot of people's heads. So, you know, I think I was disappointed at the time. But looking back on it, man, I'm not going to begrudge anybody their health yeah. and, and their own peace of mind. So.
0: Uh, Going back to my question, though, I got off topic a little bit. Yeah, Uh, this comment is perfect. Trey will start when ready. Not a day sooner. It's not hard to understand. I think that's and unfortunately,
1: there are many fans that won't that won't heed to that. Um, Fans are very impatient. And, you know, I'm again, I'm just afraid that as soon as Jimmy struggles, whether or not the team is winning, you know, they're going to be like put in Trey, put in Trey, or like they're going to boo Jimmy Garoppolo or whatever, as if the last time he wasn't, he was a full-time starter. The team didn't average almost 30 points a game. So I think that as long as the team's winning and, you know, and Jimmy's healthy, he can stay out there until Trey Lance is ready. And like I said, everyone's going to know the day that Trey is ready. Everyone's going to know. And then they're probably still going to wait a week or two.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't get in
1: there. He'll get in there when he's absolutely ready. And then it's, you know, once he's in there, You know, there's no looking back. And as Mike said, you know, worst case scenario is that Jimmy stays behind Trey and then you have the best backup quarterback in the league.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I I think it's a win-win. We've talked about this before because either Jimmy plays well and he continues, that likely means the team is doing well and he, he kind of holds off the competition or he doesn't and we get the fans get what they want and they get to see the young shiny new toy in Trey Lance. And hopefully that goes well. So I do think the 49ers set themselves up for success either way. Yeah. Uh, Melissa, I think it's both, but more that Trey needs to play. Sitting him will only delay growth.
1: Um, I don't necessarily agree or disagree with that statement. They're not going to throw him out there before he's ready. Yeah. And we'll see in the preseason what he looks like. And again, there's we're, you know, we're still a couple weeks away from the opening of training camp. Uh, we're 16 days away from the 49ers opening camp which is crazy. It's a little over two weeks away, which is awesome. But there's every possibility that Trey Lance shows up and he looks absolutely phenomenal. And he just completely outshines uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in training camp. And so then they start in week one, if he's ready. But again, there's no rush. If Trey Lance does not play at all this year, it means that the 49ers are playing well and they don't need him to play. So yep. he'll get
0: there eventually though. Exactly. Uh, Mike says they want him to start regardless and it makes no sense to me. People are saying the only way to learn is to play and that is kind of true. He needs to prepare first though.
1: Yeah. And I think his situation is unique. You know, he played one game in 2020, you know, he, he has uh, again, as me- people, you know, and I said it too, that when, when this was only to combat the Mac Jones is way more experienced than Trey Lance. They had the same number of college starts. The difference being is that Mac Jones the bulk of his starts came this past season. So he's been playing. I think that Lance really needs to that match time off is definitely going to, you know, affect somebody. So, and again, this team is in a position with so much talent and uh, a competent starter like Jimmy Garoppolo that you definitely don't need to play him. That yep. that's the thing. It, there's you know, Cincinnati needed to play Joe Burrow because they stunk, right? Um, like the, by contrast, the Chicago situation there's no way that Andy Dalton is going to be better than Justin Fields after (laughs) training camp. And Matt Nagy can come out and say the plan is to sit him all year, all you want. But when they get to training camp and it's day one and the ball is flying off of Justin Fields' hands, and then they look at Andy Dalton. (laughs) Andy Dalton. And you're going to tell me that, you know, so it's different. Jimmy Garoppolo is a higher level starter than Andy Dalton. Jimmy Garoppolo's biggest issue, which the coaches and – you know, the, the GM uh, John Lynch said is his availability and the fact that he gets injured. So one of three things is going to happen. Either Trey Lance comes in and blows everybody away and he starts right away. Jimmy starts the team plays well and Lance doesn't have to start or what's probably the most likely, sadly enough, is that Jimmy plays for five games gets injured and then Lance has to come in anyway. So.
0: Well said. Um, This comment here, Mike. We did talk about the videos from Debo Samuel right at the beginning, so you probably missed it. But I do think that he he
1: looks—he's thick,
0: yeah, roughly the same. I was gonna say it's hard
1: to judge though because he, like, he was wearing like a baggy T-shirt.
0: Yeah, yeah. He he wasn't—he wasn't in his uniform. He wasn't in uh, pads, so it's yeah, it's different. Um, But we both agreed it's nice to see him doing the work because that's that's the biggest thing. Yep. By the way, if you guys haven't please make sure you hit like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are so close to our goal of 2000 subscribers. Once we reach 2000 subscribers, we're going to be giving away another 49ers jersey. And also go hit that follow on our Twitter account. We're so close to 10,000 subscribers, or excuse me, 10,000 followers. Once we get there, we will also giving away 49ers jersey. So you got a couple chances to get a 49ers jersey, Twitter yeah. and YouTube. Um, Thank you Will 49er for the, for the um, super chat. He says, Jimmy Garoppolo is an expensive insurance policy kyle shanahan wrecked the car two of the last three years you pay a high premium
1: (laughs) i don't know what that means though kyle shanahan wrecked the car um i don't know i think those injuries would have happened to any they like the acl was kind of dumb because it's like jimmy you don't need to be running like that right but it's a freak injury um and and then the high ankle sprain i mean that could have happened to anybody you know uh Guy came in low, and Jimmy was planted to try to throw, and that, that happens. So, I don't know. I, I disagree with this. Kyle Shanahan's the person injuring people. I just don't. I, that just doesn't <laughs> hold water with me. As a medical professional, I'm just like, it's not like it's not like Kyle's running out there with a bat and just taking it. To, you know what I mean? So maybe to
0: Jimmy though. Maybe to Jimmy maybe. the way he looked I mean, at him. He'd
1: probably want to.
0: Yeah. Uh, Michael Andrews. Mike. My, my only hesitation with train not getting in sooner rather than later is that. It has already been a year. Imagine Jimmy kills it and Trey struggles to get it. Sitting two years is nuts.
1: Yeah, but we should be worried if they took Trey at three. And with with the one thing that everybody said is that he picks up everything super quick and then he's struggling to get it. I think that, that is, that's going to be worrisome. And it, it would be a similar situation to what we're seeing with Jordan Love in Green Bay, where Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a problem holding out because he's like, Jordan Love sucks. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I don't know. I don't know. I think that and being like it's different, too, because in 2020 with North Dakota State, they weren't. They, it's not like they were practicing either. Like they they were just canceled. So they weren't doing anything. At least here, if he's sitting, he's still going to be running like scout team. He's still going to be getting reps. You know, he's not going to just be a cold one year out. You know,
0: uh, Corey S would you all be surprised if Trey Lance is the first rookie quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Yes. Same.
1: I don't because think if the are winning like that, then Jimmy's going to keep playing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Talk your shit, Matt. Uh, the only bet who should play over the young guy is Ben because Dwayne ain't it. Uh,
1: yeah. D- Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Like yeah. Word, okay. Man. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right. I mean, Benny either. He's got a noodle arm now. That elbow <laughs> injury like took everything that he had left. Yep.
0: Yes, guys. Hit that like button. Come on, get it up. Uh, okay. Question for you two in the room. People say Mm -hmm. Jimmy needs to work on deep ball more. I think he needs to get comfortable outside the numbers. What do you think he
1: needs to improve on most? I agree with you. If like, there's something that we almost never see in the 49ers game. And that's like a 10 to 15 yard out route. We never see that sideline throw like that. And that's something that to me is more critical than a deep ball because those are the type of, you know, even like a a 15 yard comeback route, right. Or something at the sticks. He just doesn't throw those very well. So I I agree because that's going to be more beneficial than the, you know, the random, you know, just bomb it down the field.
0: Also, just just to add something else to what you said, um, something differently, I should say his his comfortability level in the pocket, because I've seen numerous clips of him completely rushing out of the pocket when it was clean Mm -hmm. enough for him to stay for another three to four seconds.
1: Or he'll stay in the pocket and he's completely oblivious to the guy about to blow him up. Yeah, Yeah, his pocket awareness is not good. No, it's
0: not. I I would like to see him improve on that. Um, Let's see. Injuries are a part of the game. There we go. And people don't get that. I'm not a Jimmy guy, but he's our quarterback. Don't rush our future investment. Well said. Yep. Needs to work on his reads most. Just my
1: take. Yeah, he loses that backside linebacker a lot.
0: (laughs) Haskins is the goat. Yes, sir. Yes, he is. That's right. 22 watching, 20 likes, that ratio is insane. I would do strange things for that ratio, <laughs> okay, fellas. <laughs> we love our, our viewers, our subscribers. Mm-hmm. You guys are the best. We really do appreciate it. Yeah. All right, last question, and then we're going to get into a fun game called Yes or No. Um, Kyle Shanahan was recently on Sean McVay's uh, Flying Coach podcast. Yeah, that was
1: a he, good listen, dude.
0: Yeah, it was It was really good. Um, ben Volen of the Boston Globe had an interesting take on what he said about the 49ers interest in then Lions quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to read this straight from the Boston Globe article. 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan really wants us to know that he doesn't have much faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. Shanahan laid his cards on the table this spring when the 49ers traded up for the number three pick and drafted Trey Lance. Then this past week on the ringers flying coach podcast, Shanahan revealed that he was frustrated when the Rams were able to outmaneuver the 49ers to land Matthew Stafford in February. If it's a good detail, but what purpose does sharing the story serve other than to further embarrassing Jimmy Garoppolo? The Niners decided to stick with Garoppolo as their starter for this year, but Shanahan isn't exactly providing him with much support or confidence. What do you make of that?
1: Uh, I mean, duh. After the Super Bowl, they they courted Tom Brady for a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's been. I've said this from day one. I've never thought that Kyle Shanahan was a big Jimmy Garoppolo fan, and that he only had him because there was nothing else better out there. And you know, he's well liked in the locker room, but this is a business, and why wouldn't you? They've Kyle and John have said this the entire time. If you can get better at any position, you go and do it. Uh, yes, Tommy, this is a Warner jersey. Yeah. Um, dude, like, what? Come on, if yeah. you can get better, like you're looking at Tom Brady and potentially Matthew Stafford, who, again, in that same podcast, Kyle is like, he's one of the most underrated guys in the NFL. And it's because, you you know, you don't see him. newbie. I don't think he was talking about Jimmy Garoppolo there. Uh, the report uh, is he was talking about Ryan Tannehill.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what Ben Albright said. Um, but yeah. do, do you agree that the main focus and point of this was to. Embarrass Jimmy Groffler or do you think he was just trying to provide some clarity to the situation?
1: No, he was he was answering questions honestly. Yeah. And I mean, for 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 as much as people complain, you know, you know, oh, it's coach like uh what was it? Uh dang, I'm I'm spacing on his name right now, was on with Grant Cone. Jimmy Um, Ward. No, no, it's one of our 49er personalities. We have him on the show. We had him on the show with Jose Sanchez
0: oh uh is it jay aponte
1: yeah jason aponte he was on there and he was doing like hey look at me look i can give the coach speak answer and he went and did it and for as much as we complain about that kyle Shanahan is giving honest answers and then people are like hammering him for it and i'm just like come on guys you know he's being honest and i'm sure he's been honest with jimmy garoppolo kyle is not the type of guy who's sitting there going like oh i'm not going to tell it's not an Aaron Rodgers situation where they went and drafted somebody and didn't tell him. I'm sure Kyle has definitely told Jimmy Garoppolo, hey, we're looking for a replacement because either you can't stay healthy or you can't get the job done, you know, and maybe he's using it as a motivational tool. But I don't think he's out and out trying to embarrass him. So,
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I do think that the 49ers ML this entire time, this entire regime, I should say, has always been complete transparency, at least to their their players and those who they feel is, is, is worth giving it to Um, Some level of transparency to the fans and the media, obviously, but more so to their players. And we saw Jimmy go on I think it was Damon Mendelara podcast, uh, CBS network with his father. And he basically said, yeah, John and Kyle called me up. And we had a very, very honest and blunt discussion about they were going to draft somebody. So I don't think it was to further embarrass Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Kyle was just laying it all out there. This is exactly how it happened. There's no need to sugarcoat it. It's in the past, especially. And we don't have Matthew Stafford, so there's really no point on you know, mixing anything up here.
1: And here's the thing. Do we not think that this happens across the league? Do we not think that the Washington football team is constantly looking for somebody? Or like, I mean, Chicago, Andy Dalton is our starter. They put out that famous QB1, and then they draft (laughs) Justin Fields because the opportunity to improve the position was there. Are they trying to embarrass Andy Dalton? No, they're trying to get better as a football team, and that's what all football teams are trying to do, you know? you're yep. if if Patrick Mahomes somehow became available for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers you don't think that they would get rid of Tom Brady for Patrick Mahomes yeah you know
0: not in a heartbeat
1: um that, that's all I'm saying so yeah
0: okay well I, I agree with you I do think that that quote wasn't too embarrass uh no
1: Jimmy Grapple any further just to provide no. some clarity it would have been embarrassing had they not talked to him first yeah. And he found out through, you know, social media or whatever. But I absolutely believe that he knew ahead of time. Yeah. He knew what was happening.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, Mike, of course, there's a Warren jersey. Who else is worth getting right now? Question to the room.
1: Um, so I have a Trey Lance, the authentic that I bought, like draft day. I got like the custom one because they weren't selling them. Um, I got this Warner. I have the road Kittle mm-hmm. coming in. I'd like to get um, maybe just the standard away uniform in um, a Nick Bosa. And I think I'd be set after that.
0: Yeah. I, I'd argue Brandon Ayuk as well. Um,
1: but I, I agree. if he, if he blows up in a second year, I'll definitely get an Ayuk yeah. as well.
0: Yeah. All right. We are going to be moving on to our game. Yes or no. This is a new okay. segment. So the, the goal, the way to win, uh, play this game is you have to guess what my answer will be. Yes or no. And I have okay. to guess what your answer will be. Yes or no. And okay. we can have some drinks in the process. There we go. So first question, and you're going to hold it up, and then we can give a brief explanation as to who, if each other was right. Um, first question. Jeff Garcia is the most underrated 49er of all time.
1: Okay. I have my answer.
0: Okay. Put it up. I don't think he's, so you are correct. Mm. I don't think he is. Are uh, um. I guess am I correct in saying you don't think he is either?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Is there somebody who you would say is the most underrated, or just flat out it's um, not Jeff Garcia, no matter who it is?
1: It, it, it well, okay. So there, there are a couple. Um, again, Justin Smith doesn't get talked about nearly enough. Um, I don't think that. I mean, John Taylor finally got his due, yeah. which I think was absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Because I, I mean. It's hard to shine when you're playing across from Jerry Rice. Um, and then I think people forget um, because he wasn't with the team for a ton of time. But man, when he was here, he was killing it was Ricky Waters. I love Ricky Waters. Yes. Super good. Yes. And then, of course, yes. you know, I'm partial to the old school fullback. So we talk about like, you know, Floyd and Rathman and, you know, those guys. Um, I love it. But no, Jeff Garcia. No, he was exactly what he was. You know, he made the Pro Bowl a couple of times, but Garrison Hurst is That's another a good great one. Answer. That's a good one.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd argue Roger Craig as well. But I think 49ers fandom has him pretty high up there. Um, all right. Next question. 40. Uh, excuse me. Frank Gore should be considered as one of the best to ever wear the 49ers uniform.
1: Uh, am I guessing what you're going to say now?
0: Yeah. So we okay. both
1: guess what each other thinks. Okay.
0: Three, two, one. Yes, sir. 100%. Yep. And not because of longevity either. All right. uh, Next question. Brandon Ayuk will be the best wide receiver the 49ers have had since Terrell Owens. Three, two, one. I agree. Yeah, I
1: agree.
0: Yep. I agree. Um, The talent is there, and he showed a little bit of it last year. Yeah. I think combining him with Trey Lance now. Yeah.
1: Oh, Oh. also – Brian Michael, Young. BY, BY. Yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Great answer.
1: Dude, Bryant Young and Dana Stubblefield, holy crap. Some of the I most loved watching them most
0: underrated 49ers. Yeah.
1: And low, low key, one of my favorite members of that little group was when they brought in Kevin Green. I thought he was pretty entertaining. So, yeah.
0: All right. Uh, yeah. So we both agree. Brandon Ayuk will be the best. Yeah. The I just
1: think that he's more of a prototypical receiver than what Debo is doing right now. Yeah. Debo's a short yardage guy. And I mean, Debo needs to prove that he can stay healthy. So, yep. um, Ayuk's faster. I looks. I think Ayuk's a little taller. He's you know. got
0: the elite traits.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I talked about this in our chat when, you know, somebody was like, Oh, he needs to be a burner or whatever. And again, we talked about like he would have had the third fastest time with the ball in the NFL when he was his last year at Arizona state. So.
0: Yeah. Mike, please do, please do. Um, yeah. it's a fun game to play. You got to know how well, you know, your co-host, um, next question Mostert is only good because of his speed, three, two, one okay, so this is the first one I think that we've we've switched on um, yeah. uh you so you think I think he is only good because of his speed?
1: No, I'm saying he's only good because of his speed,
0: okay, okay, we're supposed to do each other's thoughts uh, okay
1: oh oh okay. okay, 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 so I misunderstood that so. So well, we both was, got it wrong then. So. Yes,
0: we both got it wrong.
1: Okay, well.
0: So right. you think um, he's only good because of his speed? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. He can hit a
1: Like when the hole's open, he can hit the hole. And he's very good at running in the open field. But I don't think that he's particularly good at um, change of direction. And, I mean, let's face it. Before he came to the 49ers, how many teams was he on?
0: Like 11 something, or something? There's
1: something about this system with Kyle Shanahan that just clicks for, for Raheem Mostert. And a lot of that has to do with the four-three speed.
0: Okay, I like it. Uh, Makes sense. I think he's. By the way,
1: there's a reason why they only run him on the edge. Do you? They don't run Raheem Mostert up the middle. They run him on the edge so that he can utilize his speed as they're doing the zone blocking. Otherwise, Tevin Coleman never would (laughs) have played. Anybody can get negative one yards in a cloud of dust. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. um, Next question. So again, you're predicting my answer. I'm predicting your answer. Okay. Um Kyle Shanahan made the right choice in passing up a, on a quarterback in his first year because he didn't have time to scout. He was right in not taking the risk. I would say he should have taken the risk. Dang. Okay. I just think Solomon Thomas I don't think his ceiling was ever you know, a game-changing defensive lineman that deserved a top three pick. I think but then again, the tough part is that would it have been Mitchell Trubisky? Would the 49ers have taken that risk right. on Trubisky? And where would they be right now? Exactly. Solomon Thomas is an Oakland Raider, Mitchell Trubisky just got replaced. Um it's tough, it's tough. But you well, think when you look right. at
1: when you look at that draft class. Like Kittle is the only standout from that draft class. Everybody uh-huh. else is pretty much gone. Yeah. So that whole draft class, and I think it's just because of the process of being so late, getting hired so late. Um, I, I won't kill his vision. I just think his change of direction is not good, and it's not hard to have good vision when you're just running to the edges. Fair enough. Um. Anyway, no, I just think that it was really hard for him getting hired. Um, I think it was two weeks before the combine. You have to put your staff together. You haven't been scouting because, you know, you were in a situation in Atlanta where you were set at quarterback. Um, how many scouts, even if you pulled scouts from Atlanta, were they looking at quarterbacks? Um, you know, people talk all the time. Oh man, how can you pass on Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes was looked at as a prospect, yeah. you know, as, as most Texas Tech quarterbacks were. Yeah. This was still in the days where it was like, oh, well, he's a spread guy. I mean, you know, Case Keenum and, and, Colt, uh, what was it? Cole Brennan or whatever. I don't know. Whatever it was, I uh, their remember. quarterbacks always broke records, right? They're always throwing for five thousand yards. So yeah.
0: this is a good point. Mike said, "Forget his ceiling. His role wasn't even defined here." As far as Solomon Thomas, yeah, he was kind of a tweener. He never really had.
1: Yeah, uh, and just- I, I never liked Solomon Thomas from the beginning. I always thought he had baby hands. Even going back to Stanford, you watch the tape; he always had problems finishing if he didn't get a clean wrap on you, he wasn't going to be the guy that drags you down one handed. So to me, he was too small to be an an interior guy. And then he was too stiff and not really fast enough to be an edge guy on top of the fact that he gave up a lot of broken tackles because he had small hands. So I think that that was just, and that just shows you how the 49ers were unprepared for the draft. They went with, you know, the cronyism, the nepotism that was, oh, he, he had a class with John Lynch one time. So John Lynch knows him and likes him. Yeah. And everybody seems to think he'll be OK. So then they take him.
0: I think he was thought of as the safe pick there by far. But even the safe pick didn't really pan out. Hopefully to me, safe pick means you got a good shot at hitting on this. Right. Regardless of the the ceiling. And I don't really think they, yeah. they hit on it. I didn't even um, think he
1: was that safe a pick. I thought he was just, I don't know. Again, I never liked him that much. Now, I think like in uh, 2017, when 2018, maybe Uh uh, when they drafted Bosa, that was a safe pick. You know, that was a guy. He's clear consensus. Everybody thinks that he's the best edge rusher in the draft. Arizona took Kyler Murray. You know, there was thoughts of like Josh Allen's really good. You know, Montez Sweat came on because of the senior bowl. Like he looked really good. But the 49ers took Bosa even with the injuries because he was the guy that just okay, his technique's good. Maybe he has a lower ceiling than the other guys, and he won't get much better because he's so refined. But this is gonna be the pick that they take because he's he's a can't miss guy. And I think that's that's the definition of yeah. of that. So safe, yeah.
0: Um Steve, yeah, I think you said it best. Should have never passed on Watson. That was the quarterback.
1: Yeah. I like Watson a lot just because of his big game experience, but there was questions about Watson, even mm-hmm. you know. There
0: yeah, were, yeah. As with any quarterback, it's a risk. Right. it's a giant risk. And well, we I, saw it I,
1: after um, after this draft, where Trevor Lawrence was the guy for like three years, and then Trevor yeah. Lawrence gets picked, and people are like, "Man, I don't know about that Trevor Lawrence guy." All took this one interview to say that like he, football doesn't define me, and I don't need mm-hmm. to prove things. And people were like, "Oh, I don't know about that guy then." Yeah. yeah. So uh,
0: what's up, PG? Thanks for tuning in. Great channel. Yeah,
1: absolutely welcome, welcome.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, next question here. Okay. Got some other comments here. Media me have him up, just like Mitch Trubisky. Yep, that's correct. Uh most Moster showed he could run with some power in some games last season, for example, the stiff arm versus the Rams. I think Matt would argue that's just not the norm with him.
1: It's not. They don't run him in between the tackles. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, uh, we have two left. So okay. next question. This is the last season we'll see Jimmy Garoppolo, whether his performance is good or bad. Yeah. He gone. He got, and if he's not, you know, there's a
1: problem. There's a problem with Lance if, if yeah. he's not gone.
0: Exactly. Well, cheers to being both correct. I got these new ice cube trays, and they 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 they're like two halves. It's a bulldog sitting. They're like the, oh. the dopest little ice cubes. They call. I'll send you a picture, but they, nice. they come out as a little sitting bulldog. That's sick. Yeah. Okay. Last question for our game. First time playing. Yes or no. George Kittle is the best player on the Niners right now, overall. Three, two, you, go
1: ahead. You're so I'm picking for you, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Three, two,
0: one. Again, both. Well, well am I right?
1: Yes, you're right. And, okay. I think I, I think Fred Warner and Nick Bosa are both better players than George Kittle.
0: You know, it's funny. I didn't even think about Fred Warner. I I had Nick Bosa in my mind for sure. I did not think about uh, Fred Warner. But now that
1: you say it. Yeah, I think that Nick Bosa has more talent than George Kittle. I think that Fred Warner has comparable talent to George Kittle, but is healthy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like if does. Nick Bosa is healthy and doing everything that he can. Ah. And I didn't even think about Trent Williams Fuck. either. Trent Williams. <laughs> yeah. Trent Williams is probably the best guy on the 49ers. That dude's a savage. Yeah. Um, But Nick Bosa, if he stays healthy, I mean, he, he has the potential to be the most talented, one of the most talented players in the league. So. Yeah,
0: I agree. Um, So that concludes our first game of yes or no. If that was good. Let's do that again. Yeah. I was just going to say, if you guys enjoyed it, we can definitely play it more often. I, I got to admit, I stole the idea from other YouTube shows, non-sports related, but it was fun to play. Get to know your co-host a little better. Um, real quick, yeah. I want to say a thank you to our sponsors, Acre Gold. If you guys haven't already, you could start investing in gold and acquiring gold for as little as $50 a month. Um, click the link in our bio below and you can start investing and in, in getting gold as little as 50 bucks. You can increase that by however much as you like. I right now have a subscription, and I just got my first gold bar a couple of weeks ago. It's you really gotta show cool. that
1: gold bar on stream, my man.
0: I'll go uh, next time, next show. I'll, I'll bring it over. It's, I will say it's a lot smaller than it looks in pictures. It's it's probably yeah. about yay big, but okay. it's they give you the weight. It's all weighted, and it's really cool. Shout out to Acre Gold, the perfect spon- sponsor for the Red and Gold Center podcast, and also eighty-one Vino. 81 by Terrell Owens. He has launched his own wine company and you guys can get 10% off of your bottles and free shipping on two or more bottles by using code HIVE and that is uh, 81vino.com. Shout out to 81vino. Thank you very much for your sponsors, Perfect. your sponsorships. Um, all right, we're going to take a, a couple questions and then we'll wrap things up here. Um, yep. Let me see. Warner never misses game. So Jesus, I agree. Yep. yep. Warner is a stud. War, is Ward better than Kittle?
1: That's Mike. That's Mike being the Mike that I know and love. Just saying some shit. Jimmy Ward. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Mike.
0: I don't know. No, no, I don't think so.
1: Not even close.
0: Yeah. First time. I'm not. Are you asking us? The first time we play, steal it all you want, man. It's a fun game. It's a fun concept. Yeah. They're just questions. It's just, they're just questions. Uh, Melissa, both y'all looking good. good. Ah, excuse me, looking good. Jersey and Chris too. Yeah, I can't wait to get my Thank jersey. You hopefully tuesday also this is the suit ash got me for my birthday so i'm feeling pretty good with
1: your name on the inside oh yeah yeah. hey
0: i love it It, it's fancy
1: pants over here it's a very
0: nice suit yeah shout out to
1: three buttons on the sleeves five four i can't count does that does that mean it's more expensive like the more buttons means it's a better suit i don't think so i could pick with
0: this website, you get to pick however many uh, you, you like. I don't know. I just like, I think you? it looks cool. More buttons.
1: Fancy pants over here. I
0: know, yeah, I know. Um, let's see. Corey S, but I do feel Warner, Bosa, and Kittle are key to our success and, of course, quarterback position.
1: Well, of course. I mean, they're very important. Um, I would say outside of Trent Williams that Kittle is probably the most talented offensive player we have.
0: M- most definitely, yeah.
1: Not Trey Lance notwithstanding, because we don't know what we're gonna say. I was just to gonna
0: say for now, yes, for now, yes. Um, yeah. if you guys have any questions, please send them in. We'll take a couple before we wrap things up. Yep. Uh, Jimmy Ward was a first round pick, though. That doesn't necessarily translate to how they are at this point in their career, maybe at one point, yes, but there's yeah. a lot of first round picks on this team. Now, I'm
1: not listen, Jimmy Ward's really good, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to take anything away, um, you know he's been healthy recently too, which has helped his cause. Um, I just worry. I don't know. I, I just, I can't put him above those other guys because safety just as a position doesn't necessarily make the impact that these other positions make. Yeah. So, and unfortunately it's like, you know, again, here's my baseball reference for the day. Um, the way that they determine war in baseball Defensive position comes up in that because a shortstop and a center fielder are inherently more valuable than a first baseman or a right fielder. That's just how it is. So when you talk about edge rusher, edge rusher is, has significantly more positional value than a safety does. That's just the way that it is.
0: Yep, yep. Great point. Um, newbie, newbie. Will Shanahan be on the hot seat with a r- losing record this year?
1: No, I don't think so. He just got extended and they just drafted a rookie quarterback, so that's going to buy him some time.
0: Also, I think Jed York is terrified at the idea of having to search for another head coach. There's, yeah. I think he's tied to him for at least another yeah. three yeah. years, regardless of the uh, outcome. Yeah. Uh, Melissa, is the OC really going to get more responsibility, or is it all no, Shaniano?
1: No, that was just to that was just to promote the guy that they wanted to keep, so that they could block him. Yeah. Because you can block lateral promotions, you cannot block actual position. So going from like quarterback coach to OC, you can't block that. So they gave him the title of offensive coordinator so that nobody else could steal him. That's that's essentially all that was.
0: Yeah, uh, this was an awesome show. Great to have Matt back. Thank you. It's
1: great you. to be back. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah,
0: Zach, are you cheersing with water? No, it is a sprite and vodka. I, I promise. <laughs> Matt asked me that same question before. I did. I live. thought it was water too. Yeah, cheers! Sprite vodka um mike miss you guys wish y'all success in the world invite me on sometime i'd love to have you on also yes sir please absolutely
1: anytime and you know i was telling zach after you and wayne came on last week man we got to get you two back on while i'm on i actually texted him because i was done with what i was doing early while you guys were still going and i was like should i just pop in for like the last 10 minutes but i didn't want to disrupt the flow of the show because you guys had something really good going um i just had fomo big time i was like oh i'm missing (laughs) out on this great conversation i want to be part of it so yeah, I would love to be be on the show with with you in in you know back and forth. We can we can trade mm-hmm. and go on each other's shows, um, especially as the season gears up. So um, we're gonna have a lot to talk about, and I'd love to talk about it with you guys. So yeah, definitely. Anytime.
0: We'll be in touch, definitely. Yeah. And thank you again, Mike, for coming on last week. Absolutely, that was a blast. Saved,
1: saved my bacon. <laughs>
0: Absolutely agree. Uh, what parts on the offense need
1: to get better red zone, middle of the field, et cetera. I think they're really good between the 20s. I think red zone offense is really where yeah. really where they need work and I think that um, second down running plays definitely need work. Mm-hmm. So when you have second and nine and you end up with third and nine or third and ten or third and eight, take take you know they need to do a better job of getting into short yarded situations for third down. And so when you have the play action pass on first down and then you run it on second down and you're not getting yardage, it's just it's essentially a wasted down. Um, And then I would say late game play calling like clock management stuff could use a little boost as well.
0: Yeah. And specifically, you mentioned it there between the 20s are fine red zone. They need to convert those field goals into touchdowns because they scored. They kicked way too many field goals where you can't build a lead or stay in the game. If you're getting three for every seven, the yep. opposing team is getting
1: so. by the way, just another area red zone offense where a wide receiver three comes into play.
0: <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. Uh, Tommy Huxley, but I agree. Kittle is the best hand in the league. Jimmy Ward isn't the best safety in the league. So I agree. Positional value, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going to walk into Levi stadium,
1: like Mr. McMahon <laughs> with that suit. Will you do, will you do the, the McMahon, <laughs> Now, we've been to a game, though. You didn't, you wore a jersey. You didn't wear a suit.
0: Nah, yeah. I'll, I'll rock my jersey.
1: Depending on where you sit in Levi's for a 110 like kickoff, there's no way you want to wear a suit in that stadium, especially no, early season. Too hot.
0: It's extremely hot. Too hot.
1: Uh, so
0: Mike's making his case here. Ward plays every single secondary position. Trent can only play tackle. Warner misses crazy tackles. Jimmy don't. Varet can't play nickel. Who is more diverse and good where they go? I, I, I'm going to respond to this real quick.
1: Uh, yeah, go ahead.
0: Jack of all trades, master of none. And I think that's what Jimmy Ward is. And, and yep. the, the the meaning of that is he's, he's really – he's extremely good at a lot of things but not elite at one thing. And I think that's what Jimmy Ward is. He's a Swiss Army knife, and he's really good at filling in in multiple different areas. But nobody's mm-hmm. ever saying, "Man, Jimmy Ward's the best DB or best sec, base safety. Excuse me, best safety in the light league right now." That that hasn't been said. So, and I don't think that that's the case either.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, Trent can only play tackle, but he's so good at playing tackle. Like, I mean, I don't know. I I just disagree with your premise overall.
0: I agree with you're saying up. though. He's very versatile. If he's we're very going by versatile. Most versatile definitely jimmy ward if that's what we're grading on vers- versatility well, that,
1: well then i would argue it would be debo samuel
0: okay that's that's another argument because he can made. catch passes out of
1: the backfield uh he could do the reverses he could do the screens he could do slants he could do, you know what i mean like so mm-hmm. i don't know maybe he could throw a touchdown if they gave him the chance
0: he, yeah he probably could uh mike and wayne back I on think, here make it happen
1: i just think honestly i think right now mike is gassing us up that's what's happening
0: <laughs> we love mike Matt, so so nice to have you back. I hope we be on with both y'all. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, de- we'll get you on. Definitely. Yep. I'll reach back out to you. We'll get it yep. set up, Melissa. Uh Marco, which rookie player are you excited to see and who will be a beast? Mine's Trey Lance, Sermon, Aaron Banks, and hopefully Hufanga. Hopefully. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm looking at Hufanga. I think Aaron Banks, I know people disagree. I think Aaron Banks is starting day one. Yeah. He's second round pick. Like he's starting day one, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, and he's a big boy <laughs> too. So That just beefs up that line. Obviously, everybody's excited to see Trey Lance. Um, You know, he's going to get his opportunities in the preseason. That's going to be real nice to see him there and see what he can do. Um, And again, Trey Sermon, also looking forward to. But I want to see if one of the late round guys, like Elijah Mitchell or undrafted Austin Watkins, I'm really interested to see who can, you know, affect the return game. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, because I'm a Michigan college fan, Ambry Thomas is somebody I want to see too. Yeah.
0: Great, great. Well said. Um, I see we have some super chats here. Our guy, Joey Arredondo. 49ers High by Nothing But Niners. Crossovers are great. Thank you, Joey and Mariah. Great job, fellas. You two are a great duo. Keep killing it.
1: Thank you so much. We appreciate
0: both of you guys. Thank you for tuning in. We really do appreciate you guys' viewership. 49ers High by Nothing But Niners would be fire. We'll get it, guys. We'll get it set up. We really do appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, what games do you guys plan to attend? I um, don't have any on the schedule yet, but I will definitely.
1: Yeah, because of my busy schedule and where I live uh, right now, I'm only going to uh, the last game of the season in in Los Angeles at SoFi. Yeah.
0: But we we'll we'll set something. Next, up. We're trying to have a little. Year, yeah. Up.
1: Next year, I'll definitely be going to um, some games at Levi's.
0: Um,
1: it's just again, I'm I'm busy until the first part of 2022. So it's going to be hard for me to get out and do that stuff.
0: Yeah. Also, we, the last show, if any of you guys caught it, when I had Mike and Wayne co-hosts, we discussed a potential hot dog slash chicken wing eating competition. Yeah. So if you guys make it down here to San Jose, my place is more than welcome to host this eating competition. And we'll definitely live stream it.
1: Wings. uh, You know, I agree with Wayne. Even though I'm a white dude, I can still put down some wings. <laughs> wings are my jam, dude. I love they're, wings. They're
0: less filling, so the, the the bar would have to be much higher volume wise than hot dogs. Wings
1: wings might have to be like a speed contest. Like who could eat the most? Like who could eat the most wings the fastest or whatever? Like we each got to play to like 20 and whoever finishes first, right? That's a good yeah, that's a good idea. I like give me, that. Tw- give me 20 flats and I'll be done in a minute.
0: Now are we are we doing like honey barbecue, lemon pepper, or like extremely
1: hot honey barbecue or lemon pepper i'm who just thinking of other names are we
0: going for hotness is there going the to be a, very, a at the very flavor?
1: least at the very least they have to be like buffalo wings like okay i
0: just wasn't sure buffalo if there's sauce. going to be a hotness component to this challenge buffalo sauce. aside from just eating quickly okay yeah. i like it yeah, yeah yeah. mike says now i want to do a show of this stuff man yeah
1: absolutely absolutely and Hell yeah. we love having we, we love talking football with anybody who loves to talk football so yes, like Every time I've been on with you, Mike, it's been awesome. So I love it. Uh,
0: Melissa, big play Dre or Debo, better year?
1: Um, I think Debo because I think the offense is going to pop this year. I just have the sneaking suspicion that the the 49ers are going to have a top five NFL offense.
0: Okay. I love it. I also agree. I think Debo, I think he's going to return to his form and and stay healthy, knock on wood, but I do think he will. And if you got a solid, competent quarterback, uh, Kali versatile doesn't mean doesn't necessarily mean better. I love Ward, by the way. Yeah. Sir Zach Nolan, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, he was bringing that class back to that sideline, man. Yeah. Yeah, Ward is not a good outside corner. Okay. Yikes. Uh-oh. Yeah. Shark or DJ Jones, who's better year to year, and who should get more than year deals?
1: Um, I think they're both replacement level players. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. At this stage in this career, or I don't know. I just
0: I think K1 has been the best slot corner, arguably, for Yeah, the-
1: but he's coming off a lot of injuries and he's 31 years old. Um, he had that massive ankle injury when he was with Cleveland. <laughs> and I just think that it's gonna start to come look at what they did in the draft and like they drafted for secondary. I like K1 a lot, but at the same time, there's going to be a decline coming. It just it's it's a matter of where it is. So at his age, I just don't think that you can give him more than a year deal at this point. Like he has to play year to year in terms of DJ Jones. He's a rotational piece at best. And like he you know, if you got rid of him, I don't think the team would be like that upset about it.
0: OK, fair enough. Fair enough. We're going to wrap things up here shortly. Mike says yeah. crazy master at all referring to Jimmy Ward. Fair yeah. enough, Mike. I agree on more, Zach. Thank you. Um, Let me see if there's any last questions. Lemon pepper. Who are you? Rick Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, lemon pepper are good, man. Mango habanero are nothing.
1: Mango habanero is good. Not hot enough for me.
0: Mike says wings isn't reserved for black people or minorities. I
1: only only said that. I only said that because when we were talking, like when you guys were talking about the hot dogs last week, Wayne was like, man, I'm a black dude. I want chicken wings. I'm like, I'm not black, but I still want chicken wings. I'd take chicken wings over hot dogs any day.
0: Uh, The Asian zing from Buffalo Wild Wings is fire. Haven't tried it. I'll have to. I hate naked wings. Wings sound good, but right now I'm craving ribs with potato salad. That's also good. good too. Yep. I'm craving some guacamole. This is just a food chat now. I know. Uh, who were you more shocked said no to KC, Trent or Shark?
1: Uh definitely Trent.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: They seemed to get him done pretty quick though. So that was good.
0: Yeah. They saw the importance, man.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it was I'm- nice. It was nice afterwards where it was just like, okay, he signed Whew, we can we can relax you know yep. when we all realized that the jimmy contract didn't mess with us re- like and then the deal started rolling in the one-year deal so it's like okay they can carry jimmy's contract because i for sure thought he was going to be gone because of his number
0: Yep, you know? same here um uh, all right i'm going to order wings right now oh my god all this wing talk <laughs>
1: i know i definitely want some wings now
0: <laughs> just as long as it isn't buffalo wild wings that place sucks
1: it depends on the buffalo wild wings yeah just had Costco
0: pizza bomb. Costco pizza.
1: Costco pizza Co- is like a 6.7 to me. Yeah,
0: it's good, though. It's good. It's good.
1: It's good. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat the, the the price to taste ratio is really yeah.
0: good. Oh, yeah. 4 hour football and food. Greatness. Too sweet. Yep. Yep. Make them extra crispy. Yes, sir. All right. On yep. that note, no more wing talk. I think we're going to end this. <laughs> Cheers, Matt. Yep. Hope you have a Cheers fantastic you, evening. Thank Absolutely. you for coming back to the show. We had a great episode tonight.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. absolutely. cheers to
0: everybody who tuned in. We really do appreciate you guys. Like I said, if you haven't, please hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Uh, please hit the follow button on our Twitter page. We're trying to yep. get to ten thousand followers on Twitter and two thousand on YouTube. We're giving away 49 jerseys on both platforms. So double your chances. Um absolutely. thank you, everybody. We will see you soon. Hopefully, during the week, we'll have another episode coming out. Thank you for tuning in. Take care. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um you know, thanks as always for joining us. It was great to be back. I missed you guys terribly. And hopefully I don't have to miss another show. So until next time, go Niners.